Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. It's me, Jenna Rammel. I'm so excited to have my friend Aubrey Bennion on the show today. Launching into season two of the Dear Jenna podcast, I wasn't anticipating posting this episode first, but it is so time sensitive. And so many of you want this story, have known about this story. And I urge you to listen to the whole thing because my intention with Aubrey was more than to get juicy details or to, you know, tell a story. It was more to talk about how we recover from hard things when we're in hard things and how we find peace and align our soul with tension and hardship and conflict with people and how we can do that in a way that feels true and authentic to us. So I am very excited to kick off the Dear Jenna podcast with my guest, Aubrey. Fresca. Fresca. We don't, no one drinks water. Oh, Gross. Um, are we recording? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have Aubrey Benyon, who, I'm sorry, you feel famous to me now. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's just think back to when we started. To last week. Uh, when, oh, I was when you weren't like famous. Oh, 2010 when yes. you and I started. Yes. Aubrey and I have been friends for a really Long 2010. T- yes. You designed long. my blog header in 2010. <laughs> I don't Another know. Lifetime. I've had so many lives. One I've, trillion lives. How many lives have you had? Oh, this week? A million. A million. Died a million times. Um, yeah, we have known each other a really long time. Yeah. And Aubrey has been, I mean, there's so much to you. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we're going to have to talk about what's to you right now. <laughs> um. And I was just dying. I told her, I said, you're on a national press tour and now you're in a townhouse in Pleasant Grove recording the Dear Jenna podcast. And How do you feel? Honestly, this is where I want to be of all of the places <laughs> and all of the people that I've talked to. I want someone who loves me to like cuddle me up, yes. pat me on the head, feed me a melatonin, tuck I me can... into bed and take my phone away. Yes. That's all I want. I can do that for you. Please do. You just come to my house. You know I'll do that for you. Yeah, put me in like the dark basement where yes. the light doesn't shine and just That's where Max is living. Max. I, I don't let it I don't tuck him in though, Max. Should I be tucking you in? I don't I, you don't I have can. to tuck him in, but that's what I want. I would love to do that for you. Thank you. Um so regardless of our friendship, we've been mm-hmm. just briefly, we've been friends for a very long time. Aubrey has been such a consistent person in my life and Supported every project that I've done, cheered me on with everything that I am. Um, just, I mean, keep going. Just kidding. I mean, I just don't kidding. know. It's just you're just the wonderful, wonderful person. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I and could keep going, but honored to be the friend that supports and yes. gets early access to Skin Bay and products. <laughs> I love that about you. You are consistent. So. You've been through a lot this week and the last two years and we've, Mm -hmm. yeah, we've kept what's, what's crazy is I've real time experienced Mm -hmm. this with you and it's so very small circle of people who have. Yeah. I have not talked about it to many people broadly. Yeah. 
And it's so bizarre to like have it now. Like I saw on People, I saw on New York Times, mm-hmm. like I'm seeing your name everywhere and I'm and it's so weird. I can't imagine how you feel. I don't know what it looks like um from anywhere other than like being buried under every inbox that's full. Like I can't see it from outside. I wish yeah. I knew what it looked like. Like I can't. My dad says I flipped open my computer and I pulled, you know, my homepage was MSN and there you were. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. You know, I mean, I don't know. I only know it from where I sit and it feels like a lot. But compared to what other like internet splash, how does this range? I don't know. And maybe that's not the important part. It's like what becomes of it is the important part. So I still feel like I'm still in the thick of it, but I also feel like I'm just floating. The best I can think is like, I can't touch down to ground yet because it's like, I'm just being like bounced from, you know, interview to interview to interview. Um, To the Dear Jenna podcast, the famous Dear Jenna podcast. Dear Jenna podcast. You must feel so intimidated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also like I am floating also because I am being buoyed and carried by the support that, I didn't anticipate. Like, I don't want to sound naive when I say I had no idea this is what it would become. That's what I was going to ask you. I don't feel like I am capable of a splash this big. (laughs) Like, I... um, You did not see this coming. I knew that my small and mighty friends of Aubrey Eliz, my 12,000 friends, had been waiting for this story. Yeah. I also knew I had two audiences in mind. Candace and Andy and I had Magnolia in mind and the 12,000 people who wanted to hear the story. Did I think that within an hour of publishing it, I would be on the phone with today show and New York times and all. (laughs) No, like there's been a lot of people who've been trying to call out the home renovation space and like, Mm. right. How many times have we seen articles of like this home makeover has gone wrong, but I think I'm being told that this is making an impact this bigger than that. Yeah. And I wish I could see it from somewhere else, but you might I have to believe it that it is making a real splash. Yeah. I think with anything huge and overwhelming and too big, we just have to be right here right now and mm-hmm. there's nowhere else we can be or you'll just freak out. And so I think Mm -hmm. you're doing the right thing. Just like staying here and saying, I can't see it. Not seeing it is probably better for your anxiety, for everything. Because if you saw it, you, you might run from it and not do the work that you, and we do, we do really Mm -hmm. quickly need to get into the story because if anyone's (laughs) listening here, you're like, what are they talking about? The preamble is long. Yeah. It's long here. So, um, it's probably best that you can't see how big it is. Don't you think? Yeah. I wonder if, um, on Tuesday night at 10 o'clock after like writing the most difficult writing assignment of my life, I called a friend and I said, I'll scrap it all if you think this is a bad idea. Mm. Like, should I not do this? And I have always said for the two years prior that I will not be a healed person until I say it out loud, until I tell the story. Um, and I didn't want one more year to take over for this to be the thing that like ruled my life. 
And so I really just wanted to say it out loud and get it off my chest. Um, but understanding my uncle, he's an attorney and he is a LDS bishop. And he said, if you came to my office or if you came to my office at church, I would have the same advice. If you find yourself in trouble, get out. And he said, I'm not saying you got in trouble. I'm saying you found yourself in trouble. And the easiest thing to do is to get out. So he's kind of of the like, pack it up, close it, go, get away from it. And I knew, and I kind of closed my last post with this, like it might be altruistic to think that I can, that my words can have an impact and that I can do this thing for other people. Um, but if it saves one person from, going through what I went through, then it will have been worth the cost of admission. Yeah. And so I hope I've done that. I, <laughs> I know think you've I'm, done that. I think it's happening. But um, that advice to like stay away from trouble has never been how I operate really. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I took that into very serious consideration, knowing that I was already so like battle damaged from this, that do I want to bring it upon myself again? Mm. And here we are. You know, it's so funny. My heart is like racing and I feel emotional because you know that I've been experiencing my Mm -hmm. own grief and trauma Mm -hmm. this last year that I can't share and I can't talk about. And that stresses me out to think that I, and I want to get into that actually Mm -hmm. later after the story, Mm -hmm. because I want this podcast not to be about the story per se, although people want to hear the story. It's juicy. Yes, I want it to be about how do we forgive people that don't want to be forgiven, Mm -hmm. that don't say sorry, that you may never have closure about. And then how do you find that inner peace when you can't tell your story? Because there really is something so therapeutic and healing Mm -hmm. about telling your story. And I feel like we're going to get into the story right now, Mm -hmm. but Aubrey's voice was quite literally silenced by the pain and the trauma of this experience. And I just, I know how you feel to have Mm -hmm. something you're silently battling that you can't speak about. And it feels, it just adds to that pain and that isolation. Yeah. Um, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So we can, we can get all into that kind of like what your methods have been Mm -hmm. and what kind of your coping mechanisms have been in a second. Yeah. But let's get started. Do you want the brief virgin? <laughs> I told her, I texted her. I said, can you be brief? She said, I'll practice being brief. You don't need to be brief. Here's the thing about it mm-hmm. is if you have people that are ADD like me, they didn't read your post. I didn't read your post. That's fine. I, I can't do it. I've heard that from plenty of people. Like I can't, like I, mm-hmm. I looked at one post and I looked at the other post and it's like, because I knew the story, I was like, I know the story, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to read these posts. But I think this is going to be helpful for people like me that, that, yeah are like, what happened? And they just want to press Mm -hmm. play. Don't you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can do it. So let's go. Okay, so in August of 2019, I had heard that Candace and Andy were doing a project. I didn't know what exactly it was. All right, tell us first. Act like Mm -hmm. we don't know anything. Who are Candace and Andy? Candace and Andy Meredith are, um, they're local to Utah. They're like a designer home flipper with a heavy like historical restoration. Utah has a lot of old homes and they love that about 
Utah. How do you think they got seen by Magnolia? Like, did had they made a big splash? I'd actually never heard of them until you. They had done um, like a four episode run. That's where I met them. A four episode run on I think DIY Network and maybe maybe HGTV a handful uh, of years ago. Okay, and I was invited down to their house that they had restored, flipped, um, in Payson. And we all watched the show. It went four years, or sorry, four episodes. And and then I just kept up with them from there. I mean, we were social friends. Like, we probably had each other's phone numbers, but we didn't use them. Like, we didn't go out to dinner, but we would see each other at events and always say, like, we should do a thing or, like, come yeah. do my kitchen or, you know, something yeah. like that. So do you, do they vie for the the job with Magnolia? Do you think they – or did Magnolia notice them? I don't them, know. Or you don't know how that I don't know. There? Okay. I don't know how that, how that happened. Um, but they had put out a public call, and I wish I could remember, but I know, I know that I had kind of an insider track on that because I didn't respond to the call from – it must have been an Instagram post or something – it was directly to Andy. And I said, hey, if this is a thing and like my hunch says this is for Magnolia and you know that I have ties to the Magnolia because of my business, I've been out there a handful of times and done events with them. Like if it's Magnolia, I'm in. And he's like, great, get me a one minute video. We're going to Waco next week and come tomorrow to our offices and meet the producers and we'll talk about your project. So I did all of those things, sent over a video, like a fake audition video. And um, I met the producers and I remember I beat Candace and Andy there. So the producers were like, who are you? And I was like, I don't know if this is a secret. Am I supposed to pretend like I know that this is for Magnolia? Like we just didn't, like we talked about the weather until Candace and Andy mm. got there. And um, then they sat down and they're like, Aubrey, this is Anne. She's won 14 Emmys. And this is Aubrey. She does things with Magnolia. Wouldn't it be so cool to do a project? And I was like, okay, we can talk about it. And we basically wrote the script for my episode. Like, single girl, sweet house, just (laughs) managed a construction project in her bathroom, cried every day about it, doesn't want to do that again. We can help with the kitchen, right? It was like the last room that was like generic. It was a rental. Yeah, so the angle was going to be you're single. You Mm -hmm. don't have someone to help you do DIY I mean, a little less like damsel in distress than that, but like I'm I'm not, right? Um, I, it was like, I've just done construction and I don't want to manage that again. And so. Aubrey does have the sweetest house. It is. There's scallops. Like, it's sweet. It's It's red brick and scallops. Um, So I just remember it was probably 45 minutes that I was there and it was like, let's, let's do this. And I said, great, we can do it any which way. Like, do we just want to paint the cabinets? Like, do the quick and dirty? Because they needed all projects, all sizes, all rooms, all budgets. Mm -hmm. I said, we can do the quick and dirty one to just get me by for a few years. So the angle was never like budgeting. No. Budget well, remodel, like many n- of them no, are. It was kind of like you could have a $150,000 budget yeah. or you could have a $10,000 yeah. budget. It you was just choose. your budget. Yeah. And I okay. said, or we could like tear down the wall. We could do the big project or we could do the little project. Okay. And um, I said, the thing is like, I don't have forty dollars or $50,000 to do it. But in my head, that's what it's going to cost to do the big thing. And Candace said, oh, no, we can do it for twenty. And I was like, whatever I, whatever, however TV works. If I can get this for 20, let's do it. So you kind of were under the TV. Did your, in your brain, did you know there's no way I can get it for 20,000? And so you thought TV made up that difference kind of thing? Yeah, I thought 
there's it's not my place to ask details just yet. Like okay. I don't know if it's my episode yet. Like I don't I don't know if I'm doing this. They're telling me yes, but I'm not gonna like believe it until they go to Chip and Joe and they come back yeah. and they're like, Hooray, you're official. And but so I would have assumed too, like with trades, with yeah, their visibility, discounts. with maybe their funds, like that they could yes. I can't like, I see that. Yeah. To this day, people are like, oh, really? TV budgets are real? Like, I didn't know people that. People really spend their own money on uh-huh. when it's on TV. Yeah. Yes, you do. But but what do you get? A free design? Do you get free labor? Do you get free materials? Like, however that math worked, I didn't know. But she consistently said, you can do it for 20. Okay. And then fast forward to October, first week of October. So we're in October 2018. Uh-huh. Okay. And they said, it was Thursday. And she said, can we come tomorrow? And I said, oh, it's on. <laughs> like, ah, okay. And so I had asked. At that point, you didn't know you were going to get the episode. I had checked in with Andy. There's like a text thread back and forth where I'm like, hey, what's the word? Any official? Like, do I need to go to the bank and get some money out? I mean, I don't have $25,000 lying around. Um, and so I just wanted to be prepared. And I didn't know for certain what it was until they called and they said, can our crews come up tomorrow? And I said, I got out of town, people. Um, can we do it on Monday? And that also like got me, I genuinely don't know how do you get a home equity line of credit? I didn't know that day. Like, yeah. do I just walk into the bank and they hand me a check for $25,000? Turns yeah. out, no, it's like refinancing. It takes four weeks. It, they take an appraisal. Like I didn't, I didn't know. So I was a little panicked and my parents ended up helping me out, which was a very fortunate thing. They recognized that it was a good thing for my house. Um, the turnaround time was really abrupt because it was going to be for TV. And they told me that it was a three-week construction schedule. And you're kidding me. I did not know that part. Oh, yeah. They yeah. told you it would take three weeks. Yeah. OK, this yeah. is good. You yeah. Buckle up. <laughs> I didn't. I don't remember that if part. If we're at the place. Yeah. If you know where she is now, then you're shook to your core yeah. that they said three weeks. But also. Which at oh, any point, even if you're working full time, I just that that timeline is mm-hmm. bananas. It is bananas. And you know this. I work in construction. I work for engineers. I work for road construction, but also still like my dad is a contractor. Like my whole life has been construction. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, even if it's twice that long, this is still a good gig. And and I can hang. Like it'll be squeezy. My house is small, it's twelve hundred square feet, twelve fifty. They took up about half of it, but even still, I thought, like, I have my bedroom. I have a makeshift kitchen in the guest room. I can work off of a toaster oven. Like, I can do this for three weeks. Like, challenge accepted. I can go to the laundromat for three weeks. Like, I could do it. So, but so even if it took six weeks, I still would have been impressed if I got what I was being told I was going to get in the end. That felt Mm great. Um, they said, we'll start demo in one week. And she said, I'll send you the contact contract. I'll send you the wire transfer information and the location release ASAP. And I didn't see those things. Um, fast forwarding to November 28th, which was Thanksgiving morning at 2 a.m. And she said, hi from Paris. Here is the contract and the wire transfer. Please send the money ASAP. Okay, I, I I know I fast you, forwarded here. Are you feeling like 
prince of Egypt, send me the money. Are you feeling like it's legit at this point? Or, you know, the yeah. scam where you're like, yeah. send me money yes, and we become Nigerian husband and prince. wife. Yes. And yes. you're a millionaire. Yes. I felt like that probably three days after construction started because. Okay. So you did have a funny Number feeling. one is um, demo. So in one or two days, they took the entire kitchen out. So I'm committed because. And you've made no choices at this point. No. But they've demoed your house. They demoed the kitchen. And, so we haven't and ordered tile or ordered anything to go in the demo. No. And yeah. anything that I was not aware of, I, I could chalk any anomaly up to my experience in construction to that's how they do it for TV. That's kind of what I was yeah. told. So I'm not saying I know all and that's not, you know, I, I, I knew enough. I was not completely naive to the whole thing. But what I didn't know the TV element filled in the gaps of like, they're there. This is how it should be. The questions, the doubts, the anxiety, the Mm -hmm. confusion that you had was just sort of subdued Mm -hmm. by the band-aid of, I've never done a TV show. I don't know how TV magic works. So this is probably how it works. Yeah. That makes sense. So after demo, like they worked solidly for two or three days. And then I did I'm sorry, did demo happen? Is the November 28th letter from Paris... Had demo happened at that point? Demo happened um, October 14th. Okay. So, right. So at that point, you paid no money, no contract. No, I had not. And I wasn't going to beg, like, make me pay you, you know? Like, yeah. I, like I want to see the contract. So I'm waiting for the contract, and I'll pay her when I see it. Are camera crews in your house for the demo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I am at work, so... I'm not always home. I'm there when they get there in the morning. Like, I'm not seeing every minute of the day of construction in my home. Okay. Um, Are Andy and Candace there? Not, no, not all the time. Sometimes a producer's running up. Sometimes it's just crews. You know, sometimes it's Andy, Candace, um, other producers from out of state, full camera crews. Sometimes it's one camera guy. Okay, so before demo happens, have you had any discussion beyond that sort of initial budget conversation that said, this is what I want to spend. I don't want to take the wall out for double that. Had you talked about aesthetic? Had you talked about what you want? Had The day of that initial, I mean, you know, t- made for TV construction is kind of formulaic, right? Where like you walk through the house and you look at pain points of like, we could do this here or I don't like that there. We did that on, let's say, October 7th. I don't know what the day was. And um, she said, I'm going to ask you about the budget now. And so I gave her a number, $25,000. And um, when the whole thing wrapped, we both contributed to a Pinterest board. We and, and like, I think it's probably easy for a lot of people who know what they like. I happen to like everything. And so yeah. I was like pinning yellow kitchens and blue kitchens and pink kitchens and white kitchens and like everything, right? So kind of skies were the limit for me. So we were both contributing to a thing. And I will say... Like Candace is not afraid to use color. And so that's why it was kind of a thrill to me of I'm not going to get a beige kitchen. I'm not going to get a neutral kitchen. I know that it's going to be a bit of a thrill. So we were contributing to a group page and had kind of talked about design a little bit, but not before demo. Okay. So three weeks is fast. The second crews are not at my site, at my project, I know that we're not going to make our schedule, right? How do we make a three-week kitchen happen if they don't show up a day? Like, we're immediately delayed. Yeah. So all of that to say, 
it goes pretty slow. Slower than I'm going to meet a three-week deadline, slower than a six-week deadline. By my birthday, in the middle of November, I said my only birthday wish is to know what's (laughs) happening with my kitchen. Do we talk about design? And she said, I have a mood board for you. Let's talk about it. We got together one night. She presented it to me. And it kind of filled the thrill that I needed to keep on chugging. Like, yeah, I have been kind of kept out of the dark, but let's do this. Like, if this is what I'm going to get out of it, this is going to be cool. Tell me and, what she was going to do. Um, I had this concept that I loved that I had added to the pin board that was a plain English kitchen is the brand. And it was something that Prince Charles was involved in. Random. Right? Yes, so like random. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, the cupboards were like black or navy gray all the way up. The cupboards, the walls, everything. And there was this very like arbitrary paint line around the uppers, like maybe three quarters of the way up the wall. And so it's not like the lowers were a color and the uppers were a color. It was that paint line like flooded the room up to this cool. spot. Cool. And that took up the need for like backsplash it just it was the paint Mm -hmm. and then above that it was a different color prince charles's was like navy and cream mine was going to be some color we just hadn't decided what those that color combo was and then the floor was going to be a statement um so that's kind of the direction that we were going and she said at that dinner you'll have a kitchen by christmas so mid november to Thanksgiving Day, I should back up. At that first filming day, she said, if we finish all of our 13 projects by Christmas, or sorry, by Thanksgiving, we're going to reward ourselves with a trip to Paris. So Thanksgiving Day, I get a text message at 2 a.m. that says, hello from Paris. Please send the contract. <laughs> and your Sign house the is contract. still a demo. <clears throat> My house is a blank box. I think there had been some drywall that had been put up, but it wasn't like mudded and taped. It was very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, please send the money. And I said, okay, banks are closed. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll get it. Like on Monday, I'll start working on it. And Monday morning came around and it was like, hi, remember, we still need that money. And that was the kind of triggering to me. Like yeah. the, her, her urgency did not match my urgency. Like or her regard for my urgency did not match what she expected out of like up my to regard that, for her yes. urgency. Like, up to that point, you've yeah. been asking for the contract, asking mm-hmm. what the plan was, asking, asking to be communicated with. schedule. And yeah. like, who do I even communicate to? Candace has to be busy. She's going yeah, in a million places. Do like, you have someone that manages these product, yeah. projects? Like, who do I talk to? I, What's I don't my need communication to be- yeah. tree? Like, all of those things. Yeah. And just was met with frustration. But also, I'm just going to put another plug in here for anyone who's like, why did you keep going? Because my kitchen was demoed. It was a blank box. Like, I needed something to go in there. They were in the middle of doing it, right? Yeah. So anyway, Thanksgiving comes and goes. December is very Did you get the money to her on Monday? I got it for her on Tuesday. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said, thank you. Like, we're shuffling from one account to the next. It'll be to you. It was to her by Tuesday. Did you wire to a personal account? I think. Okay. Uh, I'd have to check the contract and see. That's I, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been so cautious to say, to, to 
all 18 of those posts were, I think, I tried to be so fact-driven and none of my assumptions or theories involved in that. Great. I think that's great. So you don't know. Continue. Yeah. Um, So December is very quiet. Not a lot of things happening. I am still at the drywall stage. Things are not moving and I'm not seeing crews and there's a house down the street that I have seen be leveled down to the ground and one like three times its size being built back up in its place while we're in the drywall stage and I'm like what is happening and I didn't know all of the homeowners who were doing construction at the same time we'd kind of started to find each other as we were going through this so I found um, some another one and I think we started to compare notes and it was like haven't seen our guys here haven't seen them there haven't seen you know where are they they're not there and I had heard a rumor and like let it be known it was a rumor I just was working off of what I had heard that maybe the crews had walked off the job that they hadn't been paid that their production staff like their camera guys and things like didn't renew their contracts like I had was hearing all of these things while not seeing anything in my home so I was working from a very desperate place to figure this out. Yeah. Um, I remember getting those pictures from you. I can see them in my brain of just your empty drywalled kitchen. Yes. That's such a sad place. There is a picture of me on um, like New Year's Eve where I'm like, happy new year in this empty kitchen, like (sighs) in this empty box. Um, Anyway, by the middle of December, I'm like, if I don't drive this forward, nothing's going to happen. So, I'm sure she's spread thin. She's working on a lot of projects in a lot of different places, but I'm like knocking down the door. Hi, when can I see you? When it's when do I see expect progress? Can we meet on this day? If we don't meet on this day, then all of Christmas break is going to go by. And then the week between Christmas is useless. And then it's going to be January before we make this decision. Or I see that this has been done and plumbing is done and the drywall is done. So when do we start talking about tile? What kind of tile are you thinking? Like urging questions so she will pay attention to my project and um we didn't get together to talk about it until the the day after christmas and i was like where are the tile samples what direction are we going to go what does it take to get them ordered how many actual days of construction do we have left what do you anticipate you know and i'm just you're drilling just her. dry dr- driving the yeah. discussion and and it's clear you're unhappy yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe not unhappy, but like desperate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, confused, desperate. Because also my business, Hello Maypole, very seasonal, very um, holiday driven. And I couldn't do a thing because there was a refrigerator where my Christmas tree goes. My mantle was filled to the brim with boxes. Like, Everything was displaced because it's a small house. It's so, a tiny house. Yeah. So when you have your kitchen... <clears throat> Everything's different. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. put felt balls on the fridge. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it just, I just took a hit that season. This is something funny about Aubrey. She manages manages mm-hmm. construction sites in the day and road, like major road construction projects in Utah. And then by night. I craft. She crafts and she sells felt balls. Okay. Yep. Best of both. So she's got the balls. Yeah, I she am. really has balls, this girl. I, I love am that the about boss her. of all the balls. Yeah, so a kid you told me the other day. You were just feeling. I was annoyed. frustrated and nervous and scared and all yeah. of these things and not seeing any progress. So, she tells me we've got four solid weeks of construction ahead on like the day after Christmas. 
And I was like, great, let's get going. She's like, I got to get receipts from my guys. I've got to, let me, let me figure out what we've spent. And that makes me worried because it's been two months and two and a half months. And how do we not know what we've spent? Yeah. Anyway, like we get to the place where we just need to, I need to be involved in decisions. The pretty things, the fun things that should kind of make us all thrilled to have a kitchen. And that was, that was hard. So middle of January, finally floor samples come. And, um, it just was like excuse after excuse of why the floor samples weren't there. And then once we had a direction on the flooring, why the first supplier was delayed, 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 something else was delayed. And then, oh, I just fired him because of lack of communication. And I was like, is that a possibility? Can we fire people? Cause lack of communication. Cause I would like to do that. Yeah. Um, I'm in the same boat. I feel the same way. So it was just excuse after excuse. And it kind of had me nervous because three weeks is now sitting at four months or something. And I didn't have, my hardcore deadline was I'm hosting guests. People have bought plane tickets. We have a plan. They're coming to me in the middle of February. I need this to be done. And I don't need them to have a pretty kitchen to see. I don't want to show off this kitchen. I need for them to have a bed to lay in. And I they don't have that right now because there's a stovetop on top of it. Like mm-hmm. there's no place for them to walk in my house. And so and my- And coming from a three-week initial, yeah. you thought, oh, oh that's going to be no problem. Oh, I just didn't think I needed to communicate my travel plans in February yeah. to Candace in October. Right. And so- um, that was my deadline. And as I'm seeing that she says we have four weeks of construction and I'm seeing that inch closer and closer and closer and there's no progress. And now she's firing the people that she had hired. Like, you know, I just canceled that vendor and we're going to go with someone else. And like, it just seemed to me like we're starting this all over again. And it just was so frustrating. And so I sent a pretty stern, like, figure it out by Friday or I'm hiring my guys on Monday. Like, you have until Friday to maintain this project. And um, we really did have a plan. Like, my dad was going to drive up and we were going to weekend warrior it. And, you know, other people were offering to help. And it just, like, I knew I could do it. But anyway, she she had had got a new flooring contractor. He came in. um, He had uncovered shreds of cardboard that her crews had used to level the subfloor. Like if it was Mm -hmm. uneven, they shoved a few pieces of cardboard underneath there to bring it up to even. And that wasn't okay. Like fundamentally that would have ruined my flooring if they put a tile on top of that and then it popped. And then, you know, I mean, and he had find it kind of found that universally across my subfloor. So even more of a delay because now we need the third subfloor. They her guys had redone it one time and I had to do it again. So I'm just totally panicked about my panicked <clears throat> I had a straight up panic attack in the middle of the night. Yeah. Like from Was that a, the hives night? Hives. Yeah. From a crazy place. I feel like the most like your most rational friend, everyone's most rational friend. And for me to get to that place was where I was thinking irrational thoughts that like she had or somebody had like thrown spiders in my bed to attack me. Like mm. that's not real. People don't yeah. do that. But that's where my mind went in that night because it was, it was, it was like 
on my body. I could The hives you're talking about. The hives. Yeah. Like I, I could feel anxious. I like internally, emotionally, I know what anxious felt like, but like to see it evidence itself on my body from head to toe, that was real. Like, yeah, physically. So what happened to me, you know? Yeah. It turns out stress hives are a thing. Um, what were you feeling? Do you think, I mean, obviously anxiety, but what, what was the loop you were on? Just like the most despair of like, how did I get myself here? And mm. how do I get out? Yeah. The pressure of walking away from that project when I had nothing, when I had given money away to do this thing. Your parents' money. Yeah, my parents' money. Yeah. <laughs> um, Some of mine, some of my parents, but like, how do I do this on my own? When the original story was, I didn't want to do this on my own. And how did I get bamboozled? Yeah. And I'm not a horrible person. If they lose my episode, they have to do this to someone else to fill that episode. Like, I see why I why she needs this to finish. I think at one point she needed me more than I needed her to finish my project. Yeah. Um. But I'm not a horrible person, so I was willing to let her finish to get an episode. And I think you get, when you find yourself in a situation that in many ways you brought upon yourself Mm -hmm. in the sense that I signed up for it. I thought this Mm -hmm. was a good idea. I was excited about it. I I said, go. And everyone around me thought it was exciting and thought it was going to be a good thing too. Yeah. It was like so fun for you. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were all like, that's so rad. You're going to be on Magnolia. It, there's a moment of just, such distrust Mm -hmm. distrust in Mm -hmm. yourself, which is self-betrayal is Mm -hmm. probably the lowest I go when I go. And that's that I'm not smart. Mm -hmm. I can't be trusted. I make stupid choices. I am a stupid girl, you know, and that just- How did I get myself? Yeah. How do I, how did I get here? I'm, I'm smarter than this. I think, I Mm -hmm. thought, Mm -hmm. but turns out I'm freaking dumb. And, and that, that to me, that, that's despair. That's really, really hard when it starts to seep into who you are feel what mm-hmm. you feel about yourself mm-hmm. fundamentally yeah oh yeah and it like it evidences itself in every other way I remember it was the holiday time and we were doing this holiday charity for this refugee family and like yeah. I had gone to the store to buy matching wrapping paper and I had in my head what it was gonna look like as a bunch of engineers march up to this door and like give these gifts and the paper matches and there's pretty bows and whatever and somebody else at work got like a 10 minute head start on wrapping gifts and they started to wrap it in some other paper. And I freaked out. And I was like, I recognize this is not about the wrapping paper, but also throw that away. Like yeah. This is unwrap all your presents and throw it away. Like it was a low point where I think everybody who's known me for 15 years has been like, that's not Aubrey. Like she's the straw this is a has shell broke. of Aubrey. Yeah. And she's reacting in a way that we've not seen from her. Yeah. And so it did. It just like seeped into everything. And I feel like I have been that shell of a person for the last two years, Mm -hmm. not being able to recover from that thing. Yeah. Um, So we're in February. We're in February. Yep. Uh, We are nine days away from when my friends are coming to town and it is still a blank box. Do you have floor? No. Okay. Uh, No, no, no. I do by like... Yeah, within the first couple of days after that, he put the new subfloor down. He put the, he yeah 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 yeah. Carlos, our hero, Carlos put the floor down. Um, 
And very quickly, they're like, if you can be out of your house entirely um, for the last rush of this, we can work around the clock. Well, back this up. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we cannot be brief, people. When the flooring hit, it's like fifth delay. And I sent that like, I quit by Monday text. Her call back to me was, I need you to be my friend in a time like this. And I was like, what planet are you on? Mm -hmm. I need a kitchen from you. Yeah. At this point, we are transactional. I paid you money. You give me a kitchen. I'm not interested in being your friend. Um, I need a kitchen. And she said, when things like this go wrong, I want you and I to be able to go out for ice cream and shake our fists at the world together. And it just seemed like it was coming from such a foreign place to every problem-solving skill I've ever been taught. Mm-hmm. Um, and manipulative because yes. it, it was like it was from a place of just like, we're friends, get over it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I... And that she was the victim too in all of uh-huh, this. Uh-huh. Yeah. And oh, she told me, yeah. I can't handle things like this when they, I, when, um, I, I'm a super emotional or like empathetic person. And when, when things like this get hard, I can't handle it. And I thought, if we're just using what you can and can't handle as the barometer, I don't, I don't know what to do because I've already not been able to handle it for so long and you've mm-hmm. not had regard for that. Um, anyway conversation was was as bizarre as those statements were to like as ineffective and bizarre on her end I felt like this conversation was not working and then she said well since we're already having such a hard conversation this is a great time to tell you that I have spent forty thousand dollars on your kitchen and remember (laughs) my budget was 20 and then I bumped it up to 25 and and then she's telling me 40 and I said tear it out get it Get rid and of it. Get lost. You don't get even it out. have cabinets. Uh, no. You don't have appliances. No. I, 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 when I started to see things were going haywire, I said, I will buy the appliances. I will, like, I will start to buy the things that I can buy so that I'm not handing her money to use. I wanted to know what I was getting for my money. So that would, I, I mean, appliances are 10 grand alone just for the whole set, right? I spent six. But I already had a dishwasher, so I felt like great. I was doing real good. Yeah. But appliances also include... Um, my laundry because my laundry was going into this space. So, but that puts you at thirty two thousand. Um, if you spent six additionally, right? I gave her thirteen thousand. I spent six. Oh, okay. And then um, the, the that in the fallout of that ugly conversation, where a lot more things were said, and if you want to see my retelling of it, it's on slide eighteen. Um, it's very detailed. Aubrey E. Liz <laughs> on Instagram. If you have that kind of if you Brain. want to watch me tell the story. Yeah. Um, and and I said, well, since you neither you or I can spend this kind of money, we've both established that you we don't have $40,000. I, I can't give it to you. I can't make it up. Like I can file my taxes real fast. Like I can sell some felt balls. I'll put, I'll have a say it. Like I can hustle, but I cannot get to 40 as quickly as you need me to. And I said, it's your job as the project manager to manage my scope and my schedule and my budget. And as your client, you are responsible for telling me when one of those three things gets out of line. And then you and I together mitigate and 
decide together. You need my approval to decide if we have a change order from that. Like I truly think to me, I've been doing that for 15 years at work. Like that's project management 101. And I, it seemed like I had blown her mind when I described it that way, that those were her responsibilities to me. And so, um, anyway, she wanted to kick the conversation down the road a little bit because I think at that point she needed my project to be done and I, and she couldn't have me quit. Um, because let's remember, like there was four projects happening at the same time. Let's say we were phase one. There was like phase two and phase three that were needed to happen after we finished to get to all of her episodes to be complete. Mm -hmm. Um, if she had taken five months to do something that should have been three weeks, she didn't have the luxury of, of having five more months and then five more months. The network was launching in October and this is February. Yeah. So how I could not wrap my head around and I'd asked her like, are you nervous to finish all these projects? Um, anyway, it just, she didn't, she need she didn't, my episode couldn't fail because then she would have had like one or two of the four. It was a snowball. Yeah. Do, uh, where In that conversation, did you talk about where that money was going to come from or did you just kick down the, that down the road? And I told her. Like um, you just said, it's not coming from me. Yeah. So I said, I do not have the money to do yeah. it. I can't. And I said, tear it out and be done with it. Take, take whatever you can back. Like I can't do it. Yeah. And, and, um. Later that, I think that afternoon, she called me on the drive home and she said, listen, like, we can make this work. I know that we can make this work. Um, and I said, show me the receipts. At the end of the phone call, I said, show me a schedule. And she said, I can't show you a schedule because then you'll hold me accountable to it. And I said, that's the point. But if you don't know the schedule for this thing, flooring, then put a big question mark here and then show me the, the duration of time for every single activity after that. And then let's find an end date. What does that end date look like? And let's do the same for the finances. Show me what you've spent so far and show me what the anticipated costs are from here. And she said, uh, great, we'll get that for you in the morning. And I never saw it. Yeah, of course not. I never saw anything the whole way through. Yeah. And so um, I said to her mid panic attack, um, if you choose to continue working, you are doing this at risk. Like, I don't approve any of these costs. You are you are taking on the liability of anything that you spend from here on out. And she said, "Okay." And she said, "We'll get you receipts in the morning." And that's when I didn't I didn't see anything. So, um I really did. I t- I I uh, absolutely checked myself out from yeah. there on out. Yeah. Physically to. left my house a week before construction um ended so that they could work around the clock. Um and, and there were a couple more decisions where she said, you know, what do you think about this? And I said, remember, I'm not weighing in on this until I see receipts. So if you're looking to me to make a financial decision, I will not do it. And so she had to choose what to do from there. So we did. We filmed a reveal on February 21st or something. I had friends. My friends were in from out of town. We stayed at the little America, but they came, they were a part of the reveal. So they got it done in a week. Yeah. I think that's the crazy thing. Maybe a three weeks was doable, but it was like a few days in October, a few days in November, a few days in December. Like maybe there was a collective 21 days of construction, but it was spread out over the course of five months. Right. 
And so they did. They got it done. Um, the, that doesn't speak to the quality of it. Sure. They painted my cabinets with the cabinet doors hung on. And so Ikea cabinets. Ikea cabinets that are made of laminate. So you like take your fingernail to the cabinets one time and it will chip off. Yeah. And that's what started to happen within 10 minutes of them leaving. Um, so the quality of it was what you would think a three-week kitchen would get you. And I will just say maybe it's typical for the made-for-TV kitchens that like you get what is only visible f- on TV. Mm-hmm. Like it's as good as far as it can be seen through a camera. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. go and you do the reveal. T- walk us through what that's like. Like had you seen Candace and Andy at all since these confrontations no. happened. So it was like your first time even seeing them face to face. Yeah. Yeah. In a, in very first time seeing Candace since the end of Christmas. Okay. So stressful because there's camera crews mm-hmm. and now you have to act like happy. your friends and happy. Mm-hmm. And that the, the, I faked it. I faked yeah. it the- and how did that feel for you? And, I truly wanted to say, thank you, now goodbye. <laughs> like, thank you, now get out. In my wildest dreams, if that's what I could have said on camera and given them that reaction, like, I wanted to. But I am not a jerk, so I did fake yeah. it. And I thought, this whole thing is just TV ready. Like, it's made for TV. And this and is, you just wanted it done. I am a part of the same like TV scam as anyone else. Like I'm acting. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And also hurry up and get out. You just wanted it over. And mm-hmm. and the quickest, easiest, most painless way to get it over with was to be inauthentic to yourself. Yeah. I had completely detached from what yeah. was what I was going to get. Yeah. But also because I did leave a week before, like the visual of it and and it it was shocking. Like I did not see it. Is it true you're never going to share the pictures? Never. What? Never. I'll show you when this is over. I've never. seen it. In, I've seen it a million times. But for a couple of my reasons. mother, my mother-in-law, we were sitting talking about it, and she said she's never going to share the pictures. Huh? And I said, "What? I know exactly what it looks like." And I almost text you to get a picture, but then I thought yeah. she's not going to send this no. to me. No, that is. I did not sign the location release form, so they are without my signature. I understand that they cannot use footage in my home without my approval. And so there's there's both video footage and professionally shot photos of my house that will never go because I don't want it's very Pinterest worthy. Sorry to the people who are listening and want to see it. It is. It's juicy. It's like it is worthy of some repins. Did you like it? Um for a minute. Like the okay. shock value was like gosh but I do remember by the time I sent it out like that afternoon to a couple of friends I was like Ooh, I can't I live should in check this my text. <laughs> I actually think I have it just kidding I, I don't you do I don't save my text but I respect absolutely yeah. that you don't want to share it but it was wild we could say that yeah it was a statement um, it was a statement it was a do statement you describe it at all or no no okay no you'd, you'd have to dig pretty hard to see it very it colorful very saturated yeah, yeah. okay yeah um, and unique, never seen anything like it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> trying to find words, <laughs> trying to find words I'm allowed to use. I'm being censored by Aubrey, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But very, um, I could see that 
why she went that way. Yeah. I could see yep. why she went that way. Can I give her Very that? Very Aubrey adjacent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So. So the reaction was genuine in the sense that, thank heavens, my freaking kitchen is done. Mm-hmm. These people are going to get out of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it looks like. I don't really care if it's even great quality. This is done and I need. Get out. And I'm so excited to be done with this horrible. Mm-hmm. Are we at six months now? Uh, five, five. Five months. Five months. Disaster. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and she, when cameras cut, secret is my friends who were in from out of town were filming the reveal behind the camera crews. So I have the six minute cut of me walking into the house and talking through what Yay. was on camera and I can't watch it. Yeah. Um, I've never watched it. So. Because? It would curl me in a ball. I don't, I just don't want to relive it. I don't want to see myself acting with them by my side. Like, I don't want to see myself having participated in that and having to put on the happy face. Why is that, do you think? Why do you think that the thought of that triggers because you so much? Because it was much? so disingenuous. Yeah. And it I suck. hate that I had to do that. Yeah. It sucks when we have to do that or feel yeah. we have to do that. Yeah. Um, cameras cut and Candace said, Hey, I know that this has been hard. She did at some point use the word journey. Cause I do remember saying like, this is like, we're on the bachelor, <laughs> the right journey. And she said, I know that this has been a hard journey, but, um, I don't really care how things shake out from here. I just want you to love it, which I don't know what she meant by that. Or even if those were the precise words, but that's what I heard. And what it translated to in my mind was, I don't want to have the hard conversation. I don't want to have to talk about money. I don't, I still hadn't seen the dollars. I'd never seen a spreadsheet, never seen the receipts, never anything. So she said, I don't care how things shake out from here, which meant I don't want to talk about it. I just want you to love it, which meant please just don't talk bad about this project, probably or me. Okay. Um, and that That's was so funny. Last. I take that as that she would do whatever it takes that you, so you love it. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. That's not how you took it. <clears throat> no. But also because she didn't ever show receipts. Right. It was like, and she obviously had shown no care the entire time anyhow. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't from a place of me saying to you, Aubrey, I just want you to love it. It was like, right. don't talk crap about me. That's how I took it. Yeah. And I then I heard that she flew to Scotland the next day. And so she was gone. She was gone, you know, a few days later when it was shot professionally by a photographer. Her assistant was there. And I think that's where I heard that she had flown to Scotland. So um, the frustration that a lot of us homeowners felt was in the course of the five months that we our homes were like under construction and we were kind of like held captive in our homes and feeling very strapped. She had been to Paris. She'd been to Mexico. She had been to Hawaii. And now she was going to Scotland. And it was like. In the five months in the of your project. five months that my house is under construction. Wow. So there was just a level of distrust that yeah. was raging. Totally. While she could not, either because she couldn't or she was just too disorganized. Right. Even if it was her own money she was spending. Because it 
obviously would feel like mm-hmm. when your money has been released and you're not getting anything mm-hmm. returned that perhaps that money is being used. Mm-hmm. You don't know that. Yeah. But it would feel also another layer of it is like, how can you keep your projects mm-hmm. managed when it's a design project, which requires your presence and you're yeah. always gone. Yes. Yeah. 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 Triggering on both. All over the place. Angles. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it, that was the end of that construction. I mean, then the pandemic happened the last day that they did like some punch list things because by the de- by reveal day, the countertops were set on top. They weren't screwed in. They, the hose or the hose, the sink and the like hose bib was not attached. It was just placed in. So like it was still not done, it, but it looked done. Sure. And so there was still some days of construction to do to fix all those things and to, to make it livable for me. Um, the last day they walked off the job with all of their punch list items complete on March 13th, 2020, which was the day the world shut down. That was the actual day? Uh-huh. Friday, 13th. That's right. Yeah. And so um, I got in there just in the nick of time. Yeah. But then like COVID happened, right? And and the network was so clearly not going to be on time because every production got shut down. And so then just, I think maybe it was Chip and Joe's, like, let's just give the people what they want. Like, let's give them a little teaser. Sometime in April, there was like a Sunday night special that was like where we've been and where we're going. And that was the first time that they could announce who was in their lineup of their shows. Because all of this time, it's a secret that Candace and Andy are doing a show for Magnolia. It wasn't common knowledge. And so to be a part of it felt like the best kept secret. And I was like, how in the world am I going to not talk about this until October, right? March to October felt like a lifetime away. And then for it to be delayed was even later. So Candace- So you were excited to share, even though you'd been through all that heartache. I was excited to not be keeping a secret anymore. Yeah. Okay. By So by April, when this thing is being announced, I'm like looking through covered eyes, like what are they showing on this preview? Um, it, am I going to be in it? Like, I don't, are they going to, I just didn't know what it was going to look like. And of course it was like 30 seconds of each show got just like the tiniest little smidge of air time. Um, but she had texted me the night before to say, hey, tomorrow's going to be the announcement or, you know, we get to we get to announce that this is happening and you can tune in on whatever channel. And I didn't respond to that. And then just seeing all the incoming thrill of on their feed, um, like nobody deserves this more than you two. And like just comments like that from people that I knew who didn't know what I had gone through. Yeah. Um, and just just the abundance of thrill. I couldn't hack it. And so I had just unfollowed and like unfriended and uneverythinged from every channel that connected us. to protect us. you. Yeah. Yeah. And the next day she messaged and said, hey, I noticed that you've unfollowed. Like, can we talk? We've always been able to talk it out in the past. Um, we've always tried to do everything to make you happy. And I don't feel comfortable moving forward editing your episode if we're not okay. So that hung over, like, I think she was trying to throw that into my lap of like a threat of like, we're well, you not, you're not going to go to TV if we're not friends. And at that you point, you didn't okay. really care if you went to TV or not. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, that was I, not about that for you. I, w- I so quickly said 
you can use the episodes if you need them. A little bit of that covered me. Like, I don't want to be liable for the episode that I'm telling you that you can't use. Like, if you need it, you can use it. But just know that I'm not going to promote it, to celebrate it. Like, I'm out. I'm drawing the line in the sand here. Like, I am not going to promote what you do. Yeah. Um, And I said... And at this point, did she have other... Because at this point, you had become friends or Mm -hmm. had existing friends that had had this Mm same-ish process, Mm -hmm. the same problem happen for them. Even worse, there are people who still don't have their project finished. Yes. So at this point, do you feel like that, those communications, like it had, is that when the seed was planted that like there was more to this story and it needed to be told. It wasn't just your story anymore. Yeah. I knew all along that everybody was going through the same thing that I was going through. Um, and we were all just trying to like, for one, just like get ourselves like basic needs met, which was get us our spaces back. And then we can address how and what to do. Um, and if it was going to be a unified effort, if, it, if we were just kind of all on our own, you know, we just really kind of banded together as a tight little crew of homeowners. Um, but I told her, I said, I hope that you have like improved processes and learned new things and done better by your future clients. But you and I, knowing that friendship was a really important element to this whole thing. And I said, like, we are a casualty of what has happened over the last six months, no matter how much either one of us wish that it went a different way. And then I never heard from her again Hmm. at all. So, um, that kind of put Candace and Andy to bed for me. Um, but for the two years now, we got through six months. Are we all ready for the next two years? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Great. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Buckle um, up. For the, for the next two years was spent doing our homework, trying to get anyone's attention. I mean, I had reached out to Magnolia throughout these six months and was not very successful. I mean – real change wasn't made. And so it was trying to make real change and trying, I hope people believe me who are listening to this because I, now that I have gone public, I tried everything I could to not go public. Mm -hmm. I can, I can absolutely attest to that, that this isn't what you wanted. Mm -mm. This isn't the way that you wanted to do it. You were private about it for a really long time, Mm -hmm. longer than you even needed to be. And I mean, I respect that about you. I think it just became about your voice not being heard and the voice of so many others. And yeah. what people don't realize, and we can talk about this later, is it's not just from the show. It's from years. Yeah. 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 It, it, this is a thing that's been happening with them forever. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like there's a pattern of this with or without a sh- television show right. on the hook. Um. Anyway, so yeah, when – went through every channel and learned so many things about how TV works, how the law works, how civil law works, how criminal law works, you know, every channel and, um, not being met with many options except to speak publicly about it. So, I mean, everything that we did was a group effort. Like there was a lot of dinners at Tsunami where we were like, war room. What are we going to do? Let's have our assignments in. 
send, you know, this to Vienna. She's the writer. She'll help us with the stories and, you know, things like that. Um, everybody get your assignments into the Department of Commerce by this date. And everybody write your letters to Magnolia by this date. And we'd shared everything with each other. So like it was very much a group effort. Um, and then some people fell out. I mean, I guess it's important to know some people, everybody came with a different set of circumstances. Some people genuinely did need money. There are people who gave a lot of money away and got nothing in return and were undone. Okay. So there, so she did finish some projects. She finished some, the ones that went to air and mine, and then the rest she did not. So how many projects did she not finish? For the show alone. I don't, I am aware of three, two, one that quit and then two that were trying to reconcile. Okay. But there might be more. I don't know. But that took money. Yeah. Okay. Um, And they have zero to show for it. Some have some to show for it. But no one has a completed project. The ones that went to air. Is all. There's, yeah. I don't know. Three or four maybe that went to air. Did they have good experiences? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. But also, like, I, I am not, it's my approach and my feelings about it, I can't put on anyone else. Yeah, like, you can't speak as much else. as I am a feather ruffler and I wanted to make it right, there are some people who had to just, for their family, for their home, for the feelings, you know, the, yeah. the things that they were responsible for, for just a lot of reasons, my approach isn't doesn't have to be the same one that everyone else's was. And so totally. I can respect that some people wanted to just like duck down and get out and be done and put it behind them as that was a really crummy 2020, you know, yeah. be done. Um, but what, where, what felt non-negotiable for me was after the, after we established a pattern that this was a thing that was happening to all of us, that I felt like I needed to protect future victims from, from coming, you know, for, I needed to protect other homeowners from becoming future victims, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Andy and Candace to continue to have the ability to yeah. profit off this and to sh- keep a, yeah. a relationship with Magnolia and Chip and Joe and Chip for and as, Joe to benefit yeah. off it. Like it just all For as long as the crummy. show was successful or if it became successful, yeah. it would perpetuate their ability to do this to future people. And that's what was not negotiable to me. And... And like my final line of the last post was like, I don't know if it's altruistic to think that I can even like make headway in this. Like do, is, are my words going to make a difference? But if it saves one person, then it'll be worth it. Yeah. So, um, by the time we had done all of our homework assignments, we had talked to attorneys. We, I had spoken with Magnolia's legal counsel and they had confirmed that it was not their position to get involved because it was a production issue and I need to take it up with the production company, which happens to be Candace herself. She is her own production company. So it's just kind of a one-man band. Like I couldn't talk with anyone who wasn't Candace about the issues. Like, <laughs> like I'm looking can I for talk a- to your boss? Yes. Like, I'm and then looking it's for anyone else <laughs> yeah. to help me, please. SOS. Yeah. Yes. And so for Magnolia to say it is not our, it's not a network issue. It's a production issue. That was all I needed to know. And he said, well, you know, and I knew that he had, that Magnolia had been involved in another client project where they had settled and there was a payout, but, 
and also maybe a silencer is associated with that. But um, I had no interest in being paid a sum of money that would also silence me because mm. my number one priority was to tell the truth. Yeah. And so when, you know, he said like final last ditch effort on the phone, like, well, can we talk about it? And I said, no, no, no. Just wanted to get your understanding of how this works. So Magnolia was made aware that you were going to be going public with this. Yep. Yeah. They knew. And here's a little bit of juice. The day that I, the day that I had sent the email in to ask to speak to the attorney. Um, we were together that day. Were we? We went to Collins oh, Memorial. Yeah. Yeah. At Emily's. Yeah. 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 Um, you got an email from him that day or you were going to yeah, talk to him yeah. after no, the weekend. No, that makes sense. It was like exactly that time. So I nothing had... happened in 21. Let's talk about that before the juice. So, nothing, so 21 nothing. is silence because. Because the network is just happening. Like it's on the. It's mag- not coming it's out. It's on the Discovery Plus app. It's being digital. Like. It, it was a, instead of a big, do you remember when Oprah released her network? Yeah. Like own and it was so exciting. Yeah. This was not that big, like ta-da. It was first the pilot is going to be released um, and you can watch it on the app. And then six months later, the rest of the episodes are going to be available on the app. And then ultimately someday we're going to get to putting it on cable television. Yeah. And so that's what 2020, 2021 was was that kind of slow release of their show Got it. Okay, on a digital that. platform. And then this week it was the big release, the big release on cable. So the juice is that you talked to the attorneys at Magnolia. The juice is the day that I was put in contact with the attorneys or had, you know, asked to speak to the attorneys. The communications director for Magnolia started following me from his personal Instagram account to mine. And I sent a screenshot because like, you know, a dude, not my typical audience. So I see this person come up and I sent, I looked up and it was, you know, looked him up and it was all a bunch of Magnolia photos. I sent it to a friend who used to work for Magnolia and I said, who is this? And she said, oh, that's the director of communications. And if you have his attention, you have Magnolia's attention. And he was watching And like, I don't know for what, like waiting for me to pounce. Like I, if he, if he was watching and he wasn't willing to do anything, then they made their bed a little bit Mm -hmm. by allowing me to get to the place where I had to go public. Like. What would have stopped you from going public though? Because you said earlier to me that you, the only way you were going to go out of this mm -hmm. was not with money, but with your voice. Um, making some of the other homeowners right because we had been doing this as a group yeah, effort. That was um, important just to you. Any sort of communication or acknowledgement of what we were going through to hear that we're going to pull the show that we have talked to Candace and Andy and they've and maybe this was in the plans. I don't know that they've reorganized and they're not going to do client projects anymore or any any sort of acknowledgement. I had been kicking and screaming and jumping and shouting and waving flags and blinking and um wearing sequins and like everything noisy that I could do to get their attention and they didn't regard it so far as they wanted to watch me 
Yeah. And I think I, by going public and doing what I did last Tuesday, I did what they were watching and waiting for me to do. They knew it was coming. They didn't know what I did was coming, but like if he was watching me, he was expecting that something, right? I mean, why was he watching? Who knows? To watch. Maybe he likes crafts. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe he needs a skincare routine. You're good at both those Um, things. So possible. Yeah. So anyway, they they were aware of me. I had their attention. Right. And this disregard, I mean, we can't even get into this. This will be, Mm -hmm. this disregard from Magnolia directly felt, I think, and I'll put words in your mouth and you can tell me if Mm -hmm. I'm wrong, but I think it felt, uh, there was a layer of hurt Mm -hmm. um, and betrayal in a sense that, you know, it's not like you were best friends with Chip and Joe, Mm -hmm. but you, you know, they had your items in their store in Waco. Mm -hmm. You had sold at the first um, Mm -hmm. spring at the silos. Like you had been a longtime supporter. You guys had a long term relationship. Mm -hmm. And even with those sort of credentials, Mm -hmm. you couldn't get your voice heard. And and that must have felt really bad. Yes. On top of. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to say that some people are nobodies, but I was not a nobody to them. You had contacts I, outside of the network. They knew. Yeah. They knew me and they knew the situation the whole way through. Um, and it and they were unmoved by how poorly it was going for me. Right. Ouch. Mm-hmm. So are we up to date yeah, now? Okay. Yeah, we're there. Okay, so we're here. Okay. So we get to Tuesday, mm-hmm. January 4th, my little girl's birthday. I did it for Lolly. Yeah. Girl power. <laughs> you, I'd been bugging you saying like, when is this going up? You yeah. keep saying this is going to go up and, and you, and it just took you time. You needed time. The, yeah. Yeah. The network plan was January 8th. January 5th, the very next day. 5th. Oh, the very next day. And I will say I have um, cut every piece of magnolia out of my view yeah i remember on a facebook post some point in the last year i was kind of talking about like how much it was in my view and how it was kind of at every turn and you had said it's not in my view and i thought okay that's good like it's not in everyone's view yeah i remember saying that because of course what we're so afraid of we attract Mm -hmm. it's like it feels so big it feels so loud it it is taking up so much bandwidth, mm-hmm. so much capacity for you. And you think that is true of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Just like you're Well, thinking, that's how I feel this week. Like yeah. I don't have a frame of reference for if it is big or if it's not. Yeah. And I'm looking for other people to tell me that it is or not. Oh, it's big. Okay. You can look at me and know it's big. Okay. But I, but it's like when you said Andy and Candace, everyone was celebrating them. I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't know who Andy and Candace, I knew because mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. But they didn't make a splash on my feed yeah. ever, you know, and and so it's just funny how Smaller our world gets universes. small, yeah, yeah, and we just think everything we're cute and fun that yeah. way. We think everything's about us, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so January fourth, so, you launch your story on your Instagram, Aubrey E. Liz. <laughs> yes. So, um, I had taken every every ounce of magnolia and every bit of excitement out of my feed so that I just wouldn't see it and know it. And then just very offhandedly, I saw something about the network launching on the 5th. And truthfully, I was home in San Diego for over Christmas break. And I thought, 
when I get back, like over the new year, I should just sit down and like pound that out. Cause I had written every version of every, of the story of every detail, like the attorney version, the bullet point version, the, um, you know, every, every kind of version. But what I didn't know is like, am I going to be like house and habit style where she's talking about the Britney Spears? Do you follow house and habit? Of course. Okay. The okay. Okay. Like, Maxine. Yeah. Aubrey saying her name child. Yeah. Like it's the only place I get my coverage. <laughs> and she's kind of like, she's juicy, right? She's yeah. really like, you want to go there. next, 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 next. Like you want to go down her rabbit hole. And it's totally. a mix of text and words on screen and pictures and video and um, her talking. And like, truthfully, that sounded like a lot to organize. <laughs> so yeah. that was a lot for me to, if I had to get this right and to prepare it, that was a lot. But also, so is me talking. I mean, are we all tired? Is there anybody listening anymore? Like me talking for this long on camera was going to be a lot. Yeah. That many words on a story where you have there to hold down and There are people still absolutely. Bless you all. <laughs> Free felt balls for everyone listening. <laughs> um, but like, what is the method that is going right. to be effective and like the most foolproof? Okay. And what are square what what are posts anymore on Instagram right like those are the lowest regarded things anymore like sure. <laughs> but I trusty trusty squares yeah. um I wrote it for squares because I thought that's the best that's like the the foundation that's where it's going to stay for the longest um you don't have to find it you've don't you know you don't have to hunt it down and it has the most text associated with it. And I could do 10 pictures at a time. And I knew that I had too many screenshots to to share in a story. Yeah. Like I was going to max out at 100 dots. And so um, I went back to that. And it was harder than anything I had ever written. And I had a lot of people look through it. I had a lot of people, you know, safeguard it from a lot of different angles and um, – then to upload it, to have it come in time, to have it go in order, to have all of those things uploaded as drafts. And I called a friend and said, I'll delete it all if you want me to. Like, tell me if this is a thing. Yeah. And I I was like, maybe the local news will care. Like, we'll get Gephardt care. You know, like yeah. that was like the the pinnacle of like any sort of strategy that I had. After that, like maybe they'll pick it up, but um, I didn't even tell my parents I was doing it. And that's surprising to me because like I talked to my dad 10 times a day that I didn't even mention it until like I called them at 6 a.m. the next morning and looked at my phone like, what did I do yeah. in the night? Yeah. <laughs> and um, before three hours had passed, I was already on the phone with the Today Show and everyone and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. And I so think how, it made a splash. It did. And so how do you feel having it out there? Like how all, all the feelings or, or what's kind of the overarching feeling for you? Um, I am thrilled that that many people believe me. I was prepared for backlash. I was prepared I was too. for even some neutrality. I was prepared for some skepticism. And I mean, knock on wood, it's like not it's not over, but to have that many people believe it to be true seems like 
did I just solve world peace? Like nobody believes anything. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> agrees on anything and, collectively. And, did exactly. I bring the world together? Well, it's so funny. Every dinner I've been at, every situation I've been in, everyone's like, have you heard about this situation? <laughs> these poor homeowners. It is always from that perspective yeah. of these poor people. Yeah. Look what they've done to them. Yeah. Yeah. So you so, haven't gotten any backlash. I mean, like one troll named Derek. <laughs> Freaking Derek. <laughs> Derek. And like he has a discount code for beef jerky in his profile. Oh, so okay. like, thank you, Derek. We um, should get his discount code and get him some dollars. I know. I mean, he might be happier. <laughs> he, we, uh, yeah. Um, so, so really not, not, I would say like 99.99% of is like raging support. And what I, and I don't want to sound naive. Um, I was, I do not, I did not know that I would be capable of this kind of, um, like reach, but also, um, I did not anticipate that the army would rise up with so much intensity and so quickly against like the Goliath that is the Magnolia network and Magnolia and Chip and Joe and like the whole thing to this day. I mean, today I'm hearing, I won't click on anything that's not my feed, um, to read about it, but I'm hearing that Chip and Joe have stopped posting on Magnolia's feed. Like they've gone silent too, because the only comments that are coming out on no matter what the post is, is, oh, so you think you're just going to ignore this? Like we're still waiting for you to make this right. And that's, that's really such a cool experience to, and mm-hmm. kind of a restoration human in humanity mm-hmm. that our voices matter and that we can feel like we have, I mean, what was your following before you posted this? I was at 12.7. 12.7, which is a great big following. It is. Uh, it is. I feel like a drop in, in, the, yeah. in the big ocean, but they are the most loyal 12.7. Yeah. And, and we look at other people who have, a million followers mm-hmm. and you look at Chip and Joe and Magnolia and you think, how can I even come up against mm-hmm. this sort of power, this sort of money, mm-hmm. this sort of, you know, silencing mm-hmm. that can happen when we have people you're dealing with who have wealth and fame yeah. and you don't. I don't even have a lawyer. <laughs> like I really, somebody today was like, can you help me and figure out how, like, how do you get legal help for this? And I was like, I don't know. When you figure it out, let me know. I yeah. I'm not, I did buy my own. Like I did it. So how cool to know that our voices still matter and that in this day and age, we can create a voice for ourselves, mm-hmm. for other people. And so I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. And I, I know that this has been such a long time coming. Yeah. 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 I did not want one more year. I like didn't want this. to start one more year where this owned me. Yeah. And Do you feel the, better? Yeah. Good. I, not all the way. It feels like the, the like two stone block that is like been weighing on my shoulders is like four inches above it. <laughs> like it's just hovering. It's still there, but it's, yeah. it is lifting like every day it lifts a little bit more oh. to see both people support me and to see every interested party's reaction to this continues to validate that what I did was the right decision. What do you want to happen next? Well, in my wildest dreams, my end goal was that they would remove the show. And so and like done that. victory, but pending a review. 
So next, if I can keep adding to my wish list, it's that we're included in the review. How will I know what Magnolia reviews or how can I trust the review if they don't reach out to the people who are affected by this? Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) all day today, the question has been from news reporters to friends to Instagram DMs to everything is, has Magnolia contacted you? And that's what I think is the most surprising thing is, I mean, sure, opening day, they had Good Morning America at their, like they had a full press day, big, no spare minutes. That was a big day for them. But the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day, they've had the opportunity to say something or to reach out or to like anything. And it's been silent. And I have to hope, cross my fingers, that the longer they are not reaching out to me, the more thoughtful they are being about their strategy and about what to do in reaction to this. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope, I hope it's coming soon and I'm going to believe that it is mm-hmm. and that you'll be included. What did you think of Andy and Candace's response? It was as typical as any communication I've had from them so far. It was right on par. Okay. So, um, like a little bit of confusion, a little bit of like pinball, where is this going? Um, a little bit of like, we would, but we should, but we can't, so we won't. Um, and we're doing this because we like you. We're doing it because we want to be nice. Mm, Okay. I mean, what did you think of their response? I mean, all I felt was just sadness. I just felt it was from such a place. It was just from such a victim place. Mm -hmm. And I wish so badly that they had consulted perhaps with a PR person. Don't we wish? um, Or someone that could have. I wanted to help them. Yeah, that could have. That's how I felt. That could have expressed an apology it was, it reminded me of when Rachel Hollis came out with mm-hmm, her apology, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I felt like, wow, you had this one moment to the, the first words you're going to come out the gate and they're, these are the words. I know. I know. Why? It, I, I, I want, I believe in humanness and mm-hmm. I believe in mistakes and I believe in grace and I believe in God and, and the difference that is made up when we are compassionate and kind and humble and we admit that we are wrong. Mm-hmm. I believe in those things. And so I just wish for them that they can look at this moment in their life and it has to be so painful and so dark to feel mm-hmm. so publicly mm-hmm. scrutinized. And I, I feel sorry about that. Even with their mistakes, I mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to experience that kind of pain. But it does feel like an invitation to me to look at the shadows of their life mm-hmm. and look at the dark places they've been lying about and mm-hmm. hiding. And, and it's illuminated now. And now you get to be truthful and honest mm-hmm. and open. And and you get to start over and, and yeah. decide that you want to operate differently. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what I hope for. And so that was I really did not like kind, their response. If- kind and politically correct. That was nicer and kinder than what I said. Because now I'm going to follow it up and tell you that somebody wrote to me in a DM that said, hey, um, I just saw their reply. And I want you to know that my husband 
is a psychiatrist and he has to do mental evaluations for like violent criminals and sex offenders. And even they believe themselves. Mm. And so she was like, if you feel, if by chance you feel a way about their response or if, you know, if it is affecting you one way or another, just know there are people out there who can convince themselves of their truth, no matter how wrong they are. Yeah, that's, that's really good perspective. It is a good perspective because that in the situation that I have been dealing with this last year, it it feels absolutely maddening Mm -hmm. to to think about where you're at with your perspective and your reality. And to think those things, I think about you that night you got the hives and Mm -hmm. it's like, wait, I'm not a bad person. People like me. I'm honest. I'm charitable. Mm -hmm. I'm kind. And you are feeling and thinking these very opposite things of what I know to be true about myself. And it just, it does a lot of things, but it, it makes you doubt yourself and, and lose trust in yourself. But it also is so aggravating. Like yeah. how can you see the sky and know mm-hmm. that it is orange? Right. Oh. And I see the sky and I know that it is blue and we will never see the same mm-hmm. sky. And so how have you come to peace with that, without the words that have been right. We, we mm-hmm. haven't gotten right words. We haven't gotten restitution in money, mm-hmm. in even listening. Yeah. How have you found peace it has, in that? It's um, Time has certainly helped. Like if you send me back to March of 2020, when even in the, like the thickest, saddest part of it, we were all immediately sent home. And I, the only place in my tiny house to set up shop was in my kitchen. And I was just left to stew in this place that like made me feel so bad. Mm -hmm. And um, so certainly time, but then also just operating within what I, what I do have control of. I changed things. You know, I lived in that kitchen the way it was for eight months and then I, got a gallon of paint, changed it. Like, what do I have control of and what can I within my means do to make my situation better? And I was, you know, I was talking to my nephews when I was home at Christmas break and they were talking about that, you know, something that's this thing that they're going through. And I said, well, let's break it down. Like, how do we make this easier? And it was as simple as like the garbage can in their room was too small. And I said, let's buy a garbage can. And the other one was like the phone charger is too far away or the outlet is far away. And I said, let's get an extension cord. Like I think when we're in the thick of it, we can't see those things that like the block is too close to our face. Mm -hmm. And so with just a little bit of perspective or relying on somebody who loves us, who can help see us see around the block to help make those very simple like course corrections or adjustments or what can we add? What can I help you take away? Like those things can greatly improve where maybe we're not capable of doing it on our own or seeing that what those simple changes are. Um, And I certainly had those people come to my aid. My dad came up for the weekend and we put new cabinets on or, you know, we installed some floating shelves and like, friends who would just come over in the middle of the night with ice cream or whatever it is, like had those people to, to be there. 
Yeah. Um, and I will tell you that world is small of people that you trust in the wake of something very untrusting. Mm-hmm. Um, but you hang so tight to those things. I love all of that. That was that. That's all we need to take away from Amen, this or, podcast. I don't know. Yeah. No, that was so good and so true. And advice that I needed for my own life is just take take the hand away from the mm-hmm. face a little bit and look at what's really happening. Yeah. And 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 so much of what hap- is happening is good, even in the thick of what is yeah. so bad. So I asked on Instagram. Okay. Ooh. Some like, so we can just do some like flash. Okay. Or okay. Like, what is it? Flash round. Yeah. Speed. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. yeah. Speed round. Let's try to answer these very fast. So fast. Okay. What was your first red flag? I feel like we addressed this, but. The first day that there was no work done in my house on such a tight timeline. Okay. Um, can the remodel company just declare bankruptcy to get out of paying anyone back? The remodel company is Candace and Andy. And I think with one easy public search, you can see that they have a poor history of how they choose to handle these situations. Okay. Timeline for them to be being done with the mess. It was three weeks initially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three weeks turned six months. Okay. Five months. Have Chip and Joanna reached out at all? No. What sides of the story aren't being shared? I would love to hear the laborer's perspective. Yeah. Okay. Um, will you receive restitution? I don't know, but if I um, – I'm not expecting it, but I all of our resources have been put into making sure that – Vienna and Rob Goats get their $50,000 back. Okay. So they have a GoFundMe that you have set up. Um, a friend set up. Okay. And I shared. And their story is that they gave $50,000 and have not received anything in return. They did. Yes. They, they, they're, Candace and Andy said it was like a down payment or like a hold on their contractors, but gave $50,000, did not see one day of construction happen over the course of the last 18 months or so. And so they do have a judgment. Um, and he since lost his job. He lost his job within, yeah. yeah. So that was hard paying on two mortgages without income. Um, and they, Candace and Andy did, they went through the court system. They do have a judgment and they should be repaying on it. And they've repaid 14,000 of the 50,000 that they owe them and have not seen, um, the rest. Okay. I will put their GoFundMe in the show notes mm-hmm. of the podcast yeah. as well as post a swipe up to it. Or click, whatever. It's always changing. It's not just ruining everything just, now. I can't say swipe up anymore mm-hmm. um, on my Instagram. So Great. thank you for mm-hmm. telling us about that. Um, someone says, I don't have a question. I just want to commend her for her document, uh, her documentation. She did so good. Thank you. Um, have Andy and Candace personally tried to contact you? No, I haven't talked to Candace since April of 2020. Do you hold it against Magnolia? Yes. Were they already known locally for their work? What did you know about their reputation? I knew that they had a really strong, um, like, we love to restore historic home elements. Yeah. And I knew that she was not afraid to use color. Okay. And since I have a period house, right? Mine's like 1950s. And I love color. It seemed like a good fit. 
Do you think she used the funds for their trips and own home? I think that there was one communal bank account and all the money went into the one place. And there wasn't record keeping to make sure that my money was spent on my home and her money was spent on her home. What do you think they should do at this point to make things right and regain people's trust? Um, I don't know about Candace and Andy. I think they've got a lot to rebuild if they choose to. But I think Magnolia could reach out to us and start there. Yeah. Just reach out. Magnolia, if you're listening, just Hi, send, come a, over. send an email. Yeah. Have them to Waco. Have you know, lunch. You know when... Um, It'll be fine. Aubrey on, won't bite. When on the shows, when like they go to Chip and Joe's house and like Joe re- opens up the folder and they show like this, these are the design concepts and this is what we're reviewing. And they're like sitting on yeah. the back patio and there's freshly made cookies. Like I'll do that. I'll do all of that. You will globally. come over. Um, okay. Why did all the home projects start in the same month? Um, that's probably a virtue of television. I mean, I don't know if there were projects before mine and I, and I don't know what the plan was for the projects after mine, but there was four happening at the same time. Okay. Um, these are a lot of the same thing. A lot of the same thing. Kimberly asks, what can we do to help? I love that question. That makes me feel like crying. I know. Why am I crying? <laughs> that <is> so <laughs> sweet. Very kind. Um, share, and I don't even need you to share my story, share Vienna's story and share the GoFundMe for Vienna. I think keeping it relevant, I think keeping Magnolia accountable, um, just sharing where you can. Do you love your home as it is today? I love it 85%. I love what I've been able to do with it. Being able to to overhaul it within the limitations that I had, I feel so proud of what I've done to it. Yeah. It is so great. Isn't it sweet? And I think that there was a storm that came through last year where Aubrey's <laughs> trees, huge, massive trees fell down. 60 foot pine trees. And I thought of that when all of us are in the backyard cleaning up the trees. It's just you've had this unique opportunity of a community being created around your home. And Mm -hmm. just, I think probably the love that's there feels good for you Mm -hmm. that, that in every place you see how someone helped. Yeah. And that feels good because that, you know how loved you are. Uh, Yes. Yes. I hope you know. I do. I do. Uh, this, I think this is, this is from someone who obviously knows a lot about the situation, but she says, who was the production company that allowed the crazy delays? Do you feel like people don't understand that Andy and Candace were the production company and also the designers? Yeah. I think that, um, unless you do as much, unless you're in the industry or you ask as many questions as I have about how TV works, you don't know how it works. But, um, the, the way I explained it to somebody last night is if you go to a restaurant and you order a steak, you don't go back into the kitchen and detail and and deal with like how the steak is cooked. You order it, you expect it to come on your plate and then you pay for it in the end. Magnolia ordered a show. They don't get involved in how the show is made, but they pay for it upon at the end. Got it. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
they they yeah <laughs> earlier i was thinking in as we were recording this thank you so much by the way for taking so much time with me mm-hmm. we always love time together we do um we do. Let's and there's be just, off the record later just yes kidding. let's do <laughs> and there's so much about the story that we haven't shared like the part where you get a mysterious diagnosis and mm-hmm. you lose your actual voice mm-hmm. which i feel like was such an emotional manifestation yeah. of this experience do you Absolutely. Yeah. And she I, literally lost her voice. She had what f- looked and sounded and walked and talked like laryngitis for how long? Um, six weeks. Yeah. And it was potentially permanent. And that was the very disheartening. Um, but I truly was, for anyone who does think that I was like evil, conniving, deliberate about launching it on this day, I was working towards doing all of my homework assignments so that I could tell the story. And I was ready to tell my story in October. And then I lost my voice. Mm. Actually lost my voice. My voice was taken from me. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you had plans to do that. Yeah. I was ready by October. Interesting. And then I had no voice. And then... It wasn't time. No, it was not time. And so... It probably just wouldn't have gotten picked up like it just did. And you wouldn't have had the traction and the voice and Mm -hmm. Vienna wouldn't have gotten the help that Mm -hmm. she has. You guys, Vienna has a two-week-old baby. Vienna is doing all of this with a two-week-old infant. How much has she raised so far? I don't know. I haven't seen it today, uh, probably in the eights of 20,000 requests. But also, I know people are Venmoing her. Good. Um, Um, Something that I was thinking about, though, in all of that, just how crazy that, that timing and... And getting your voice taken away because it just was not the right time to share this story. Mm -hmm. You needed your voice and God knew you needed your voice. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the story of Aubrey? Like this is the story right now. But what do you think is your actual story? Oh, well, I don't know that I'm going to become like home reno truth teller girl (laughs) you know like that seems exhausting (laughs) what I what I hope and I mean it is not about the numbers I can tell everybody that I am frightened by the quick influx of numbers that are coming to watch my life um there are a lot of people who have come and stayed and I hope it's that they've come and stayed because they have seen that I am in it to do good and that any photo or proof of my life prior to those numbered slides shows you that like I want to be a good landing place. You know, I want I want to just be about doing good and um, and that I can be resourceful and I can be helpful and that no matter what, they know that I'll do what's right. Like that I have these values and I act on them in a way that other people maybe were afraid of or just didn't want to do for their own reasoning. And I did the biggest, scariest, most frightening, bravest thing um, because I felt like it was the right thing to do. There you go. That's good and that's true and that's who you are every day, mm-hmm. all the days before this fateful day mm-hmm. of sharing the story. But that is who you are, Aubrey. Thank you. Thank you. So much. Mm-hmm. You can follow Aubrey yeah. at Aubrey Eliz on Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
And like I said, we'll go ahead and post the GoFundMe to for Vienna. Great. And if there's any future opportunities where we can help these homeowners, you know, recoup some of this money, will you let me know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that we're okay. all holding our breath a minute to see if the people who should make it right are going to make it right. And then yeah. if not, like... I know that we've got people who will get information. Like that has been proven to me this week. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. I love you. I love you too.